So day three, you start in Kinlochorn and run for what they say is going to be 68 kilometres to Aknashelak. Day three, I was at the gate and out the gate. That I think it was 7.01 and 15 seconds or something. Because that was literally right, just a the crowd start. of people. That was yeah, just a big yeah. group of people. And I, yeah, I couldn't yeah. get through quicker than that. Because I didn't go to the start 10 minutes early. And off I went. And there's a massive, massive climb at the beginning of day three. And as I was stopping, I had some rubbing on my feet. Mm. And I, you're going and you, we all know what you should do, right? You should stop and, t- and sort yeah, your feet yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's this bit of, you know, you're watching the clock wind down you're getting slower yeah, and slower yeah, up a yeah. steeper and steeper slope and you know how fast you've got to run to the cutoff and i'm very proud that i took the decision to sit down and sort my feet out and it probably took me 10 minutes and that's a long time in an hour into a race but then i crested this ridge and i'm trying to run down this really technical path mm-hmm. and people are picking their way down it and you're trying to go at your speed and so but you don't want to force your way past people you can't yeah, yeah. and why should they slow down for you but at yeah. the same time you want to get past because you're looking at your watch and thinking I'm not sure I'm going to make this and I bumped into Paul from my tent and I said how are you doing and he said I'm really struggling I've got a really bad problem with my calf and my hamstring and he turned around to me and went get past me because yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure I'm going to make it and he yeah. was looking at the clock and he knew and once I'd got about part of the way down this hill it opened up a bit and I know I got to the bottom of this thing it was a long run I can't remember how far but I got to the bottom and thought ooh I ran that quite well and I've gone past a lot of people and it felt smooth and mm, good mm. and I got to the first checkpoint I think with about an hour to spare it was about 11.45 and I got there at 10.45 having started at 7 and I knew then how many people were behind me so at checkpoint 1 it was at a hotel and there was a shop and ice cream and, and yeah. coke and people were stopping and getting stuff and I'm just looking at my watch going I've got I'm an hour inside the cutoff. I don't want to give any of that away. No, no, and in no. my head, I've stopped and done my feet and all that sort yeah, of stuff yeah, I'd done. Yeah, yeah. And so I just pushed on. And there was a bit then that was pretty good running. And then you started up the hill towards the falls of Glomac. Going down the side of that was steep as you like. And I'd switched back into the brooks and I could just tell the difference in grip immediately. Yeah, yeah. They weren't quite so good on the wet rock, but there was so much steep... Mm. slippery running and I instantly felt so much more confident being able to move down them with any sort of pace so I got to the second checkpoint and I can remember thinking I'm still an hour inside the cutoff right yeah I've not gained time no but anyway yeah. we'll play this clip because this is a clip of me just after okay. I got there so day three on the Cape Roth Ultra and good afternoon because I haven't recorded anything all day so far. I forgot to record after checkpoint one, and I've just gone through checkpoint two in six hours and 45 minutes, which I'm overjoyed with. And you might think that's a bit mad, given the fact I'm only halfway and there's a 15 hour cutoff. But given how tough yesterday was and how tough the beginning of today was I'm pretty happy with that uh, and if I got in in 13 and a half hours I would be overjoyed uh, we've done the majority of the climb we've done yeah, 1500 metres and we've got a thousand left to go 
just under. So that's good to know. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, it's been on and off feeling good and bad, but that's mostly my body. The running's actually been pretty decent today, which is great. What is difficult on today, when you're so up against the cutoffs, is getting your head up and appreciating the splendour and beauty that's all around you. Uh, but hopefully, if I get another cutoff today, I can do that tomorrow on the 22 mile stage. So that was halfway of what was supposed to be a 68k day. Mm -hmm. and you've just come down from the Falls Glomac and you hit this bit of track and having come down this boggy really steep hill it's just it's like a ah. and there is sort of five or six k I think of good proper runnable track fire track type yeah yep. even more I think it might some of it might even be tarmac if you've got the legs to run at that point yeah yeah and there is a bit about this race that you and I would talk about spine in this race and mm. you know what's more difficult what's not so difficult what what the difference is between them yeah and then the big thing here is that with the 7 in the morning start, 10 o'clock at night, and some of the underfoot conditions, when it was runnable, you kind of had to run. Yeah. If you didn't, you were unlikely to make it. Now, there was one guy, and um, big shout out to Nathan, who he was the last finisher at Dragon's yeah. Back last year, and he was the eighth to last finisher at Cape Roth this year. Okay. I didn't see him run the entire eight days. But my God, could that bloke walk fast? Something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. And we'll talk later about how my race develops in the rest of the week. But he would effectively be doing the sort of Nordic hiking yeah, style yeah. with poles. And the speed, I, I couldn't walk and keep up with him. I had yeah, to yeah. jog to keep up with how fast he could walk. Well, that's, you know, spine's a different thing, isn't it? It's, it's very different in lots of ways. Both tough. But, but this is, you know, a stage race. And, and by its definition, you're doing it in a, in a faster time because you've got a little bit of recovery between each of them. So, the natural thing is there's probably an expectation that you are going to have to run to get to, to get it done. Well, and they say that in the in the blurb when you sign up. You know, they say to you, whilst you will do some walking, if you expect to walk this whole race yeah. and are thinking you will walk the whole race, you will probably not make the cutoffs. Yeah. So after that, it was just a case of I had my head down. I was trying to walk up the hills as fast mm. as I could. I wasn't feeling too bad. And you're just watching the watch. And there was that one bit for me through most of this race adventure whatever you want to call it that i found the most difficult was the constant pressure of the cutoffs and it felt for me in most stages of the race that that was a worry and there will be a lot of people who looked at my times probably and say why were you worried look how many people finished behind you you shouldn't have been worried but it just was a worry you know yeah yeah especially after day two i i was just constantly worried about the cutoffs because they are so strict about them in this event and there were people finishing seconds after 10 o'clock right cut from the race you finished by 10 not 10 o'clock and one second yeah if you finished a second after 10 o'clock at night you were cut no questions no quibbles no excuses so you know there was this big thing of every time i took a photo i turned around and said that if I end up if I end up coming in, you know, <laughs> ten seconds late, and I sort of take a photo, but for me there was a bit going back to when I said about enjoying the race, mm. where I actually made my peace with that. That if yeah. I did come in ten seconds after ten o'clock, having yeah, taken a yeah. photo, well, that was okay 
because if I'd come away without taking those photos, yeah, 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 I would have really regretted it. How much of that day do you think you kind of ran, and what what were your kind of running rules versus kind of like speed hiking, Nordic walking kind of rules, or, or what, what you know? Because because you're not quite sure, is it because of the conditions and stuff? But you end up kind of evaluating the day as it goes on i guess and going right okay i've bagged this much time i'm this much ahead i could you know it's a risk management it always is in these races yeah so how how, how was that how did that pan out on this particular day for this day and nearly every day for flat proper trail mm-hmm. and by that i don't mean four by four track yeah i mean trail trail that we think of as trail you know stuff where paths have been made by animals and, and yeah, things. yeah yeah flat and downhill i ran pretty much everything okay for four by four tracks i tried to run as much of it as i could but i mm. found it quite difficult it felt almost you know too hard and monotonous yes. and there wasn't yeah. enough variation to keep yeah, my body yeah, interested yeah. and yeah. and keep going and i walked all the uphill uh, which is which is to be expected in, in, a, yeah. in most events anyway so so if it was like tussocky kind of just flat that would have to be walked um yeah although the sort of that sort of grounded there wasn't a huge amount of tussocky ground that I remember. Mm. They talked a lot in the videos and things. People talked about tussocky ground. That's what I've got in my head, but yeah. I don't know whether... And I'm just guessing that the majority of the tussocky ground was so boggy, we just all thought, felt of it as, thought of it as yeah. boggy ground. But even then, you know, running downhill, you'd, I, I, I ran nearly all the downhills. There weren't many yeah, downhills yeah. unless they were super steep yeah, yeah, yeah. that I didn't exactly. run. Yeah, yeah. And I guess in some ways there might have been bits of this course that we were able to run because they were so soft... There were bits that I ran knowing if I fell over, I just sort of literally landed a big squelch. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. squelch and get up and carry on. I didn't really feel they were that dangerous. And that might not be the case when mm. it's dry. And then there was a long, long 4x4 track down to checkpoint three. And I can remember looking at my watch and saying, you cannot afford to not run this. You must run this now mm. and don't stop. But I remember having to force myself to run it, yeah, not, yeah. not wanting to run it, but yeah, just run yeah. it, run it, run yeah. it, run it, run it. I can remember getting to checkpoint, knowing I was there in a decent amount of time. And then I recorded this clip here. So I am through the final checkpoint of day three of the Cape Roth Ultra. Didn't know if it manned or not, so you're not quite sure sometimes uh, where they are. Because if they're just for guidance, they don't necessarily put someone there. But there were people there. Went through in... Uh, just over 10 hours 30. No, probably about 10 hours 30 total. Uh, oh, I'm really hoping I can finish under eight and a half hours. We shall see. We have got 14 and a quarter kilometers to go. So far, it's definitely been an easier day underfoot than yesterday. Although, of course, doing it on yesterday's legs has made it tough. It has meant we've been able to hike more just because the conditions are good for fast hiking. Oh, right. Let's get it done and bed and then a short day tomorrow. Thank goodness. So there I was through that, you know, ten yeah. and a half hours, but you can hear already it's day three how tired I am because I said I want to finish in eight and a half hours, but having just said I've, I've already been ten and a half hours in the race, what I clearly meant was by half past eight which was much later than I'd wanted to in my plan. In my plan, I'd hoped to finish every stage between five and six. Now, yeah. this day on day three was going to be the hardest day. I'd always presumed I wouldn't. 
but I really hoped I'd finish by seven. So you could say, well, what was your mental state like then? Well, actually pretty good. I'm yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. happy. And again, it's because I, I kind of knew I'd done everything I could. And I was, there was still this bit about, yeah, I can't blast myself out. I've still got five days after mm. this. It's eight days, not one day or eight days, not yeah. three days. Right. So the ground was quite boggy then at the end of that day with a fairly wide river crossing and then a big, big climb. And just as we got to the very top of the climb, the heavens opened and it really really started to pelt it down with hail and some horrid hey, stuff right yeah um i was coming off the top at that point but some people that were caught on the top of it and i gather it was really unpleasant for them but and then the, the weather really opened up and i came into the camp at half past quarter past half past eight i can't remember i think about quarter past eight over the moon yeah, yeah. to be there and got to my tent and immediately saw that paul shoes were outside and I thought I don't remember him coming past me after I'd passed him and I said are you alright he said no and he'd had to slow down and got cut at checkpoint one but again at quarter past eight I was the first person other than him in the tent which was not good no and so I went off to have a wash in the stream in the rain and got back to the tent and by the time I'd done my admin it was about nine o'clock and at that point some of the others started to come in and they'd been cut at various points in the day. Oh, no. And so at the end of day three of the seven people who started in my tent, I was the only person left in the race. Oh, my God. And, you know, that wasn't unusual. You know, it was totally attritional this year. Uh, and so to give you the end stats, because I don't think it changed that much after day three. Crikey. 270 starters, 104 people finished, so 38%. Yeah. And so nearly everyone got cut on that day well everyone had been cut by the end of that day i think yeah most of them wow so the fact that you felt you said you felt quite pleased in yourself even though you were after you know later probably in that assessment was you realized you had done quite well looking you know forgetting the time how long it took you to do it but in yourself you must have had this kind of subconscious feeling that i've done this quite well today well i think i got through the day i I think that was the feeling yeah i'm not sure it was i've done well can I ask what what was the feeling in the tent? It must have been difficult with so many people being well, basically the whole tent being cut apart from you. I'm not sure we talked about it too much. What they all were to a person were absolutely genuinely lovely to me. Yeah, you know there was lots of congratulations to me for getting mm. through the stage mm. and lots of love and support, and mm. which I thought was amazing given how they must all be feeling. And it was then just difficult to know what to say back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at various times during the week, I managed to sit down with a few very kind people who were willing to talk to me and tell me how the race was going and to give their advice. Because it's all well and good me saying something. So here's Holly giving us her thoughts on the Cape Roth Ultra. Uh, so yeah it was a pretty epic epic eight days um i think epic is probably the way i would describe it um really challenging some very um big highs big lows um but yeah amazing week because you had some big stomach issues a couple of days yes day three the the puke beast (laughs) hit me um at the top of the last climb and i uh spent the last kind of six kilometers throwing up which wasn't which wasn't a great great few uh okay but we got there 
and I guess that maybe shows the benefit of having quality medics on site able to help you out afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just gave me some anti-sickness and then I was fine and I made some sort of miraculous recovery for day four and my like faith in being able to get to the end kind of was re- 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 reinstated, which was, which was lucky. And then I was fine for the rest of the week. I think, yeah, just body getting used to being battered every day for eight days. And your one thought and recommendations for people doing thinking of doing the Cape Roth? Um, get some, you know, some days out in the wet because for us it was just you can never you can never um, predict the weather. I think and actually for us it rained every day. It was very very rainy. Take some spare waterproofs, waterproofs for camp, waterproofs for the trail, spare waterproofs, um, and yeah. Just get some, some some days in the wet to get your feet used to it. So look, that was Holly, and although I recorded it at the end of the race, really, it was about her day three where I went past her and she was having some proper snags. Mm. And there were a few runners, of course, that you end up running with a lot the whole week, and she yeah, was one yeah, of them that yeah. I'd looped past. And she had a bright yellow salmon pack on. Right. And so I'd see her at various yeah, points. Yeah. And it was this was a bit like Not can, many people have those ones. I can see Holly out. I'll follow <laughs> follow her line and, yeah. and you know, and she always picked a really good line and stuff down the hill, so it was always a great confidence boost if I could keep her in eyesight because she was always running really well. Yeah, to, to see her and to follow her. But what it does show is that on a multi day adventure, whilst it is eight days, not one day, each day is individual and you can have a bad day and reset yes, she absolutely you've got did. time to recover yeah mm. and she did and mm. you know got, got herself sorted that night and had no more stomach issues for the rest of the race and i think stories like that hopefully will give people a boost if they're doing yes. the race yes. next year or subsequent years if they have a bad day get through it the next day there's a very good chance it won't be as bad as that day yes what i did find in the week was mm. i was pleasantly surprised about how well my legs to a greater degree yeah, recovered yeah. and were ready for the next day although there was the gradual degradation mm. as you went through the week that day was probably the latest day i had in terms of sorting myself out i, I can remember going for dinner being there at about half past nine with mm. the kitchen closed at 10 not going to bed till 11 and there was a bit there where i sort of looked around and went remember what you said about it has to be fun mm. are you having fun yet <laughs> and I kind of resolved in my head that no, I, I'm, maybe I'm not, but tomorrow is going to be another day, right? And it's going to be lovely. Yeah, yeah. 22 miles, I can cruise this. Apart from the fact that they, we'd already started getting told that they said the weather was going to be really bad the next day. And you could hear that the rain was coming down, it was hammering yeah, it down in yeah. the camp and that it was going to be bad the next day. I think what most of us hadn't realized was just how bad it was going to be. Runners on trail.